What was that thing? It, it, it killed, it killed the abbot, the, that angelic being. What have we done? What have we allowed to happen here? It is not good that has prevailed here today. It is evil, and we have been instrumental in, in allowing that to happen. But we have the old son. We have what we came for. At least, at least that is something. It is all part of something greater. A greater struggle to free this land, to bring back the light. And, and in great struggles, yes, things don't always go as one intends. But that does not make the endeavor a bad one. It is still just. Yes, we are. We are just. This is Red Moon role-playing. The sound of howls fill the air, coming from all around you as the mist descends and darkness seems to come from all around. Esmeralda frowns as she spurs on her horse and the wagon. Ah, I knew they'd be waiting for us. This is not good. Come, ready your weapons. We might be able to outride them. And I uh, do as she says. And keep an eye out and uh, ready for combat if something should emerge. And I keep my pace once again on the horse. Everyone roll initiative, keeping in mind that you are still riding at full speed down the road. 18. 6. And you ride on. And that's when you notice they are everywhere. 1, 2, Three, four, they're not trying to be stealthy. They are charging straight at you, coming from the sides of the wood. Wolves. But these are not normal wolves. They seem to be... have some elements of clothing on them. They're also double the size of a normal wolf. Instead of moving like a wolf would on all four of its legs, these things seem more bounding forwards as if they are using their arms as legs instead to achieve the same sort of speed. There are two at each side of you, and as you look behind you, you see one more coming from behind. They are trying to charge you, but you are moving very fast on your horses. Still, they seem to have the initiative as they come forth, starting to surround the wagon. As Merelda looks around her and goes, Ah! Damn, you beasts! I, she, Roshik, I have a plan. Just try and draw their attention to the wagon. I, I have a plan if we can lower them in. And Roman, it is your turn. What do you do as you see these creatures? They are going to be upon you soon, but you are still moving. They are everywhere, yes. Are, are they sort of clustered in any, in any kind of... Uh, is there any area, let's say a 20-foot radius or so, where there's more of them? 
They do seem to be getting ready to come together. There are at least two on your right and two on your left. You also think you can make out one coming from behind. They do seem to be trying to come at you from all sides, likely hoping to knock you from your horses very soon. As Esmeralda leads Roshik a little closer to the wagon though, you do notice them seeming to get ready to converge on the very wagon itself. Yes. I shall try something then, uh, towards the the two that are coming from the right. I whisper a prayer to Lathander. I move my hands and I say, Calm now. Calm. Calm. We mean you no harm. And I cast calm emotions towards them, trying to make them become indifferent about us, to not be hostile. You cast your spell, a strange calming sensation suddenly, inadvertently coming upon you, Roshik. Not properly, but almost the awe of this spell, you are within it, and it's not directed at you, but you can just feel a strange, like, huh, it's a bit all confusing, actually. You notice the wolves look very confused for a moment. And this confusion makes one or two of them slow down. Three, four, they all look very confused, and you notice then they are behind you, all except one. This one snarls in anger and almost remarks something, but it's very guttural. It seems to almost say, like, Steal yourselves, fools! And it continues its approach. But all the others, suddenly, you no longer can see as you continue moving very fast. Roshek, it is your turn. Um, all right. So we, uh... It is running next to the wagon. Is it on my side or is it on the other side? This one is now directly behind the wagon. It's the only one remaining as the others all seem to have stopped. And you've now just, in that moment, you're now going to, in the next few seconds, you'll have made a big movement gap. You'll have closed a gap quite significantly. Um, I hesitate for a bit, seeing as they fall back. But one is still charging after us. And, uh... From the side of uh, my horse, I, I I pull out the longbow. I'm not sure if I should attack it or not. The creature is snarling with anger and its eyes look onto you. It wants to end you, Roshek. You are familiar with bestial creatures. It's not friendly. All right. I decide from my horse back to let go a few arrows at it and see if it gives up. Very well. Roll attack. 21. Roll damage. 7. You take a moment to focus on this creature and fire your long bow. The arrow hits, causing it to flank a little as it sort of gets it in the side, bounding behind you. However, it doesn't slow or stop. It merely seems irritated that you've shot at it. Your next action. I, uh... Already having an arrow ready, I uh, draw the bow and I let it fly. Roll attack. I roll 20. Roll damage. Three. Yes. Again, you fire your bow and an arrow lands in this creature, but it doesn't care one bit. It seems to be almost completely ignoring the arrows that you now see. Two arrows are sticking out of this thing. It snarls a long howl coming from its snout as it leaps 
through the air and lands on top of the wagon, which it now is looking around. It starts to try and move as best it can. It has to hold on a little. It is on a wagon moving very quickly, but it is clambering towards Esmeralda now, who is at the front of the wagon. You hear a calling howl from behind and notice the wolves from behind are now returning. They cannot get back into their formation. You have disrupted that, but all four have taken this turn to get back into range. You see all four of them now clustered together on the road, bounding behind you, but they are still only now just keeping up with the wagon from behind due to your manoeuvres from earlier, Roman. Esmeralda frowns a little and seems to pull something from behind her. A little bit of string she has attached somewhere in the wagon. She then takes a moment to reach down and sort of disconnect one of her horses, and her horse suddenly leaves the wagon, the other one still pushing it along, but the wagon sort of stumbles a little, and she calls out to you, Roman, and goes, Quick! Try and fire an arrow directly through the window. Do it quick! Anything that can cause light or something, attack the wagon! Try and get it central! This might work! Get ready to move! I again whisper a prayer to Lathander, and I hold out my hand, and I unleash my guiding bolts. Your holy bolt flies true directly into the wagon, focusing on that area she suggested. Your bolts cascade through the window, causing damage and flying into the wagon inside. And then you feel a strange click sensation. And Roshek, you continue riding on as fast as you can. And after a few seconds of a tense pause... The entire wagon explodes in fire and shrapnel. You look to see, for a moment, the wolf that had just landed on the wagon. Look at you, Roshek, with a hint of surprise on his features, before he vanishes into the sudden explosion. And you continue to ride. It is your turn, Roman. What do you do? You look behind you. You are moving forwards. You do not see any pursuit. You just see, slowly, you're moving away from it. Flaming wreckage. We need to get far away from them. Lead the way. Is, is Morella, do you know, a, a safe place? Yes, we go to the tower. We'll plan our next move there. Come, it's this, it's this way, it's this way. We're close, a few, just an hour or so away now. And she sort of leads the way on her horse. No longer a wagon, the other horse. You can tell already, very dead. She has some bags on the horse, though, and a pack on her, so perhaps she got some things out. But she seems to then lead the way. Roshek, it is your turn. What do you do? Roman and Esmeralda are riding ahead, and again, you would look behind you and see now just wreckage from the explosion. You see no signs of pursuit. I'm still clutching my bow in hand, but uh, that seems fine. I ride up to them. Did I hear her say this about the tower? Yes, you did. Um, I go... What you you know about the tower? Do you, do you know the man who resides there? I knew that he'd been there for a while, but he wasn't there anymore, unfortunately. As I said, I'm trying to find him. I did say that, right? She seems a bit confused in the heat of the moment. Like she looks behind her and then remarks, "And that I had been hoping to save for later." Oh well. Well, you were asking if we knew an old man or had met an old man. 
And the first thing I thought of was uh, is, is a sort of vampire hunter or something like that. His name is Van Richten or the like. Is that the one you talked about? She seems to calm a little as you spend five more minutes riding. Again, the sound pursuit has ended. And even the carriage is now disappearing. Although, it is getting darker once more, mist enclosing around you. Esmeralda nods a little, clearing some sweat from her brow. Yes, yes, I, I suppose there's no need for deception now. I am looking for a man called Rudolf van Richten. He is very important to me. I managed to follow his trail to at a tower nearby, but he was gone. Have you seen him then? Yes, we have met him. In fact, it was him giving us these weapons. He says he works alone, but he has proven a source of information and also a help. So, uh, we were, well, at least I was, then nodding towards Roman. I was hoping we would, uh, well, that he would know what to make out of this, this item that we've now recovered. Yes. Where did he say he was going then? You've met him. Like, where is he now? He didn't say. He just said that. Well, he told us the signs to look for outside of the tower, if he was there or not. But he said that the area had been compromised or something like that, did he, Roman? Was that by her then? Was he saying. He was saying that someone been looking and snooping around. That must have been you. Ah. Yes, I feel perhaps, friends, that was indeed me. It seems I just missed you. Well, what can I say? I was on my way to the nearest bigger town in the area of Valakai when I ran into our friends there. I was able to escape from that time, but that is how I ended up in the abbey and briefly wounded. I was hoping to save that little surprise for another time, perhaps even the devil, but unfortunately I will not be able to do that again. I had some nice things in that wagon. Well, you cleared the path for us for now, but this item, may we have it? Of course, just let us get to the tower and we will plan things from there. She looks up, we do not have much time, I feel I bought us some time, but more things will be after us soon. Come, let us ride to the tower and talk there. I grant, I'm, I'm not sure I trust her completely, but uh, at least we've uh, both helped each other out. I hope she will give up the symbol without a fight. I uh, grind my teeth and press on. Roman, what do you do? How are you feeling? I'm feeling incredibly stressed, having just met that uh, powerful undead being, and, and now these wolves that were like men. And this explosion, it's, it's all becoming too much. I'm I'm weary, I'm tired, I want to rest. We need to think about what to do next, I say. Let's let's get to the tower, let's get to safety. And you ride, ride as the evening slowly begins to draw in. But just before night truly falls, you see the familiar sight of the tower once more, and you ride up towards it. Esmeralda gets off her horse, takes a moment to catch her breath. She certainly is as tired as you all feeling. You, Roman, drained of your energies, sweaty, and Roshek, 
those wounds. You've been able to ignore them, but that... That mace did a number on you. Not to mention your wrist still feels a strange chill to it. Nothing too serious, you think, but you are grateful you managed to avoid whatever attack that creature was trying to put on you. Esmeralda goes to the door, looks about for a moment, and frowns, remarking, I do not think he is here, but never mind, we shall go in. And she stands before the door and begins to do a set of movements, extending her hands in various ways and bowing a few times. There is a bit of a rumble, and the door opens. When she starts doing the gestures, I first call warily take a step back. But that seemed to have worked. Huh. She looks behind and smiles at Yuroshek. A tricky puzzle, but if you study the runes close enough, the solution is not so difficult. Especially when you've bypassed a few magical wards in your time. Come, let us go in. Hmm. Yes, let us go. She's quite... She's quite something, isn't she? She is very resourceful. She seems both intelligent enough to get past traps like this, and also that explosion was obviously a prepared thing. It wasn't a random explosion. <laughs> obviously, a little trap was laid. Not to mention her skill at getting the item in question twice now. She leads you in. You see the familiar golems leading that strange lift. She seems to know the word as well, and again you are scaling up the tower slowly, heading towards rest, it seems. She takes a moment to rub her hand through her face as you slowly ascend, and she takes out the object, this amulet. She looks towards you, Roman, and frowns a little, and then hands it over into your hands and tells you, what do you feel? How does it seem? Something tells me perhaps it is uh, an item I will not be able to attune to myself. I take the amulet and I I feel it with my fingers and I close my eyes and I try to I try to get some kind of connection with it. What do I feel? You feel an essence. You feel something holy. This is indeed a holy artifact. Yes, you feel you could attune to this item. You know the rituals of attunement, though it would take at least an hour. This is not something that happens instantaneously. Is this the old sun? I ask Esmeralda. Is this, is this what she was referring to, Madame Eva, the old sun? Is that this? Esmeralda shrugs a little and raises an eyebrow. Well, I believe it is old, and it definitely looks like a sun, so I suppose maybe it is your old sun. I believe it is known as the... Holy Symbol of Ravenkind. It was in Van Richten's notes that I read over. I believe it is a legendary item, said to be holy, that was in these lands. I do not know more than that, but I know that I saw it being important in my readings. Ravenkind. Hmm. I wonder if it has any relation with the, the were-ravens that we met earlier. Hmm. I shall try to make a deeper connection with this. Perhaps it can be of aid to us 
in our journeys ahead. What is next? I... I believe that Madame Eva spoke of something. Roshek, something about a blade, yes? That blade that lies with those who served the dragon, yet have forgotten why they served. The blade will be yours if you can claim it. Yes, those were her words, yes? I don't remember her exact words exactly, but, uh, well, there was a blade, and there was a, yeah, well, I remember something about the old son. I'm not sure how it will lead us there, though. Esmeralda leans forward at this point. The lift finally clunks and arrives back on that third floor. Currently, darkness all around you, as there are no lit candles this time. She leans forward and holds up a hand, goes to then quickly light a candle, it seems, with a little bit of um, a little simple little incantation that suddenly makes a candle come to life. And she comes back. Wait, the blade, yes. He mentioned the blade, but he did not know where it was. There's rumours of a very old weapon in these lands as well, I believe, from the readings I got from his notes. But you say, dragon, what is this clue about dragons? People who serve the dragon, did you say? Yes, that it lies with those who served the dragon. Served, being past tense. Are they dead, perhaps, then? The blade buried with them. The dragon. Perhaps if we were to find this dragon, we might find servants, and we might find the blade. Do you know anything of some uh, some people that are supposed to serve some sort of dragon? Yes, yes, of course, of course. She lights up another few candles and starts looking around. She frowns a little. Oh, Van Richten, you've taken the notes. Of course you have. Uh, no, what was it? What? Argensfold Holt. Argensfold Holt. Yes. Yes, she comes over. He had notes of a place called Argensvold Holt. It was uh, long ago, uh, before uh, Strad came to these lands, he wrote it was an order of holy knights, the Order of the Silver Dragon. Well, uh, perhaps they did serve a dragon. It, it is definitely a clue, isn't it? He did not know that, though. He hadn't connected the blade with this, but you got this from... How did you get this information? Well, it was a sort of vision or prediction by one of the Vistani, a very old woman. Yes, Madame Ava. She used the cards. Yes, this is very good, friends. And she, for a moment, sort of reaches into her belt and she takes out a little deck. A deck of cards. They look very similar to the ones Madame Eva used and she looks at them for a moment and then puts them away. Yes, no, this is very good. I saw, I, I knew in the cards that that symbol was important. I, I saw it being held by someone. I think maybe that was you. I, I saw this tower as well. That's how I knew to come here. I also have the gift, a little of foresight, although I am not very experienced. But I saw one, an image of the blade, and I, I, I read in the notes that Van Richten left Argon's Vault Halt. I know where it is. We should we should go there. Maybe it is where the blade rests. Van Richten was going to go there himself, but he didn't have your information, so I do not know if he's gone there now. He, he didn't mention where he was going. He had a few places he was searching. But hopefully he will come here tonight. That would be hopeful. And we can reconvene together. Right. Well, 
not sure he will actually come back here, especially now, seeing that the place is disarmed. He seems a very cautious type, but maybe he will recognize our horses outside. He has his reasons. I'm not, I'm not surprised he told you he works alone. But I'm afraid I cannot honor his wish on that. Anyway, she kicks a chair and sort of sits in it and looks out the window. Darkness has now fallen. It is evening. I'm afraid I don't think it'd be wise to go now, though. I think tonight it'd be best if we rested here. I'm sure more wolves and werewolves will be about looking for us. You're probably right. Was that werewolves, then? They had tattered pieces of clothing of them, so I thought they might be some sort of shapeshifters. Of course! <laughs> You've never met werewolves before? Well, there was this once, but he just claimed he was one, and I thought he was just bragging about it. I didn't see him shift, though. Interesting. No, my friend, those were werewolves. A pack. I wouldn't be surprised if there were many more packs. They course are in league with the devil, as are all creatures here, pretty much. Except you. You do not seem to like the devil very much. You you are fighting the devil, yes? You are doing this why, exactly? What is it that you wish to do? I ask, trying to figure out her motivations and why she's doing this very, very dangerous thing that she's doing. It's quite simple. I hunt beasts. I hunt vampires, werewolves, the undead. This be my calling for some time, and in this case, I am also here to help Van Richten. He has come here to do the same. I fear... I fear he feels this might be his final mission, and he intends to not see it through alive, but he does not need to do it alone, despite his protestations. No, I shall aid him when we find him, and all together, I believe we will be able to take on the devil, or <laughs> the Count. The devil is the nickname the locals give him. He is powerful, yes, but he is still just a vampire. Mm. Why did you choose to fight vampires? Seems like a curious decision to make in one's life. Why not? Why not pick something calmer, less dangerous? Vampires surely are among the most dangerous creatures in our world. No, that's an awfully forward question to ask of someone you've just met, priest. She smiles a little. Yes. Well, I've seen a lot of strange things tonight, and. I wish to know why, why my friends are my friends. What drives them? Why would you take these risks? Well, you do not have to answer now, but I would like to hear that story someday. Maybe one day you will. She pauses and looks towards the candlelight. For now, know this: our lands are full of evil and peril. All the lands of Darkon and. Barovia here and the other locations in the Plains of Dread. But we can fight them. If we do not fight them, there can never be any hope. And so I try. Van Richten... Van Richten is a good man. 
and I always wished to follow in his footsteps. For some time we did. We did not part on best of terms, last, but that again was, I understand, not his fault. He has his reasons for being how he is. However, when I heard that he was coming here, I could not stand by idly and let my mentor go to his death alone. That's not so hard to understand now, is it? Hmm. So he was your mentor? For many years, yes. Hmm. Well, I suppose we are growing to be quite the group then now. I'll see if... Well, remains to be seen what he thinks about this. But we too will be probably keeping on to the end anyway. Let's see this to its end. He will grumble and complain that you are assisting, but he appreciates the results. And she points the amulet, and that is the result. I am sure of it. And yes, Roman, now you are here having a moment of calm. You feel very certain that second prophecy, surely it's come to pass. You have an old son. You encountered, well... Someone, perhaps, who was fallen? In a place where someone once fell? Does that not seem to ring true to you now? What do you think? Yes. All I hope is that we have the right item, but... Well, he surely was protecting it, and... Hmm. Yes. This must be the old son. We have it. This is a good thing. This is a very, very good thing. And I... I sit down, and I study it, and I try to... I try to make that connection with it, try to attune it to me. Indeed, and you will, but it will take some time. But we can leave you to muse on it for a bit. Roshek, what do you do while Roman now sits quietly in contemplative thought over this item? The evening is drawing late. Esmeralda seems to be checking over her weapons and getting ready to rest. She mentions something to you about taking watches through the night. Yeah, that's fine. I'll uh, start the first watch, and uh, I, I take out my sword, and I'm curious to see, is there any sort of residue from the Celestial that we fought? No, there's nothing at all, actually. Not even any blood now. It almost looks like you're attacking nothing, other than perhaps a few dents that obviously you were attacking something. But no, the Celestial's glow is long gone now. Interesting. Likewise, the figure you struck at also didn't seem to leave anything. It felt like you were just hitting rags and bone, to be honest. Yeah. Huh. Well, I uh, will find no peace to sit and write or anything like that here. But I've got some ideas that I thought of now that I've I just implemented a bit of the lunge that I believe is the best one but uh i'll just sit and take care of my equipment that sort of thing very well and you shall you find a nice little stool right next to one of those big bookshelves filled with many dusty tomes you notice Hmm. roman you spend time in silent contemplation and slowly you feel the energy of this item attuned to you yes This is a holy item, powered by the forces of good. It contains within some very interesting powers, you feel. Powers of light, 
powers of sunlight. And yes, Roman, you feel that now you know how to use this item when the time comes. This is definitely something useful. How do you feel? I feel Lathander's light within me, and I feel... I feel hope. Finally, we have something that can... I can damage him. The the sun that I could bring forth, it was not enough. It only irritated him, but perhaps through this, perhaps through this we can we can bring the light that will that will truly truly harm the count and drive him from these lands and and free the people and bring back bring back the light for good. Yes, that would be a good thing to do and Lathander would come back and he wouldn't be so far away and I wouldn't be so alone so very alone the evening continues on what do you all do? well I'll start keeping watch for a few hours and uh, well if I find some uh, interesting book that he has I'll probably just Take a little read. I I pick up the book. The book that we had. Yes, we still have it. The, you do. The Count's book. Having not looked at it for a while, I, I start to turn the pages and see if there is something... Something that is clearer now. Something that perhaps... I will understand now that I did not understand before. And I'm especially interested in anything... Related to to this Markovia and this woman that I saw. Is it someone that the Count has written about, perhaps? Perhaps an enemy of some kind? Roll me an investigation check. I shall... I shall really put my heart and soul into this investigation and try to find the truth. Nineteen. Minus one, so eighteen. You spend some time... Looking over the book, truly trying to read it. It's not something you will be able to do all in one night, I'm afraid. There are many pages and the writing is very hard to decipher at times. Still, you look through. You keep seeing diagrams. Images of floors and ceiling designs. Maybe some designs of the castle. Castle Ravenloft. Yes, these must be early... Designs. Clearly, the Count was either very involved in the process or had someone who was involved in the process draw these all for him. It gives you quite a few interesting insights. You, A little image appears of the castle in your mind, potentially how many floors it has. In, you know, not exact, but you know, you get the images of a castle with fine ground floors and definitely some basement floors as well. Your attention is drawn on one page to a tower, which seems to be one of the main central towers of the castle, and you see lots of notes and arcane symbols indicating something inside it. Something... you see the word heart. You definitely see the word heart, yes, and this tower, something inside it? But you are not able to glean much from then all the arcane symbols and meanings there, but certainly seems to imply that there is something of very great interest in one of the central towers. Something magical, perhaps. Very interesting. You turn some more pages and again see mentions of catacombs. 
Yes, definitely catacombs needed to be constructed in this castle's construction. Hmm, Eduoso finally turned onto a page of something that seems to be, again, mentioned as being at a lower level. Arcane runes and something that looks like an hourglass, and then a sort of portal picture is drawn. But again, the symbols of magic and arcane are not your speciality. You can't really decipher their meaning, but... These are some interesting things you find. How do you feel? Hmm. I fear we will have to go to the castle. Heart. Hmm. Stake through the heart. Vampires. Vulnerable to that. Perhaps whatever is there is... Will allow us to harm him. And then these catacombs. Could they be a way in? Could there be a way to get through this portal to get into the castle without having to pass through the main gate and risk whatever protections are there. Hmm. Hmm. You definitely feel on one of those points the catacomb designs and then for what you see from where the castle's built, you do not think that that would be an alternative route unless you climbed the mountain precipice you believe the castle is on. That would be quite dangerous possibly not possible with the equipment you have at least and then no they seem sealed in no they are definitely sealed in to the mountain that is a pity I continue studying the book and uh, I um, I call Roshik over if he is still awake and around certainly will you call Esmeralda over as well she does look over occasionally and see you reading of course of course and I show them what I have seen in these drawings of of Castle Ravenloft and the different floors and the heart and the central tower and the, the portal. What do you think this all means? Do you, do you see a way to harm the Count here? Do you see a way for us to strike at him? Because I fear we must strike at him one day. If he comes to us, he will come on his terms, likely. Perhaps finding us when we have our guard down, but if we went to him, if we went to him, we could catch him unprepared. Mm. Well, I don't know. When we talked with the Vistani around the fire, and they told the story about the wizard and all that, they ended the story with, and that's what happens when you try to fight the devil in his castle. And yet he is very unlikely to meet you out in the field. Unless he has a great advantage as well. The castle will also very likely be where he has his final resting place. He is a vampire after all and must sleep, or at least rest in a coffin or his grave, during the daylight hours. Granted, in these lands, daylight is not much of an issue for him. But he must be slain near his grave, if we are to have any hope of actually destroying him. Hmm. But this picture of this tower is very interesting. Yes, these are magical runes, incantations. This heart is definitely something of a magical nature, though I can't tell exactly what it is from these diagrams. Something to remember, though, I think. I certainly think this tower is one of the main towers of the castle, from what I have seen. It's interesting, actually, as there are other books here in this tower that also have similar designs. I wonder what it is this Kazan actually did. Yes. Could the coffin be 
there in the central tower, or is there something that he wishes to protect there? Something important to him. Where has he taken Irina? Could she be there? What's this about a portal? She frowns a little as she looks that over, remarking, It's hard to tell. It looks... Some sort of teleportation device or a circle, maybe a preempted one, you know, or something that assists with the. It's not that difficult to cast teleportation circles normally, but I mean, it is quite a skilled feat. Uh, maybe this is some sort of device that does it for him. But where do they go? I don't know. I wonder if it's for getting in or getting out of the place. Yes, or perhaps it is a way home, a way out. A way to leave this land. A way to go back. Perhaps. That's all very interesting, though. She then goes and pulls out one of those books, and again nods as she sort of finds... Yes, I did. I saw it here as well. Look. Yes, and she shows in her book a slightly differently drawn version of this very device. And again, symbols to which she remarks, I believe it is some... Yes. Yes, some sort of arcane device involving portals and teleportation, but it doesn't say much more here. It shows an hourglass, though, and makes some reference to colours. Yes, she looks at it. I believe the wizard, Kazan. I wonder who owned this tower. I feel he had a lot to do with the construction of the castle. I think this proves it. I see. What's happened to him, do you know? She shrugs. Who knows? I believe he would have been one of the people who had constructed the castle, but there were many. There was a time when this land of Barovia was not as it is. It was, I believe, part of the material plane. Not anymore, of course. But in that time, many things could have occurred. Before it was taken by the dread powers that be. Huh. I see. You mentioned other places as well. Darkon? Yes. This is where I am from. So, how large is this place? Is it... Is it a small place? A small country? Or is it... Is it like where we come from? A world filled with people? She frowns a little and looks around. I believe here Barovia is quite small, really. In comparison to Darkon, it is a much larger land. Although, of course, always they are bordered by the mists. So they are connected. They are like small hmm, pools of water spread out, then. That is how the Dread Plains work, yes. Little pools of existence. Amusements for the Dark Powers. That is as I feared, then. Well, we have learned much. Hopefully we can connect the pieces even further when we find this blade, when we find the servants of the dragon. But perhaps it is time to to get some rest. We must travel tomorrow. We do not have time. And perhaps some of those beasts that are chasing us or that, that horrible skeleton... Perhaps they will come looking for us. We cannot linger in any place for long. She nods and frowns a little, remarking, It is certainly troubling. I wonder. That attack. 
You remember he mentioned that the Count no longer needed the abbot. It seemed... Well... Who knows? I feel a... A slight sting in me. Um, I feel conflicted about the abbot. He was a fellow follower of Lathander, and while misguided, he... He was trying to do what was right, in a way. He was trying to save this land. He should have been our ally. Instead, he became our enemy. Yeah. He was the saint that didn't know he had fallen. That is true. It's a tragedy, really. It's a tragedy. But so is much in these lands. And Esmeralda nods and starts to make her way to remark... I will take over next watch. You two should get some rest now. As I feel my eyelids are very, very heavy and... Yes, rest. I must be ready for tomorrow. I must regain my powers. And you go to rest, Roman. Roshek, do you also go to rest? Well, it feels like we probably can trust this one. Uh, yeah, I'd best get some rest as well. It's, uh, I do feel a bit sore after the fighting. It was... Uh, yeah, it was an it was intense fight, even though it was short. It certainly was. You wonder how much better you would have fared if that interruption hadn't occurred. Yeah. And you both begin to rest. Roman, you awake, and yet you are not awake. You are definitely dreaming. You are familiar with dreams, after all. This one feels a bit different. You feel very lucid. You move your hands and you move your hands. You are very aware that you are dreaming. You see before you, once more, the woman. Figure. She is looking towards you. She has a sad expression on her face. You see behind her, the abbey. Smouldering fires now. Taking a little of it. Not totally, but at least a little. She looks and seems very sad. What do you do? Markovia? Is, is, is that you? She turns and smiles for a moment, reaches out a hand. I move up and try to take her hand. I did my best for you, Roman. I'm sorry I cannot do more. Her voice is so quiet, so distant it seems, though, and full of sorrow. You, you saved me. You saved us. You, you did enough. It is... It is good... To feel... To feel this connection. I am so far away from Lathander. But... I feel close to you somehow. I... I don't know why, but... I know that this creature that came looking for us, they... They're coming to kill me, and they're coming to kill me because... Because I'm a child of Markovia? She nods. She remarks. Kazan wishes vengeance on us all. We imprisoned him after all. So long ago. How did he free himself again? No matter. I am sorry. You must continue the fight. You must... Fight for the lights, even though it is not here. You must continue my work. 
I fell. You will not fall, my child. And she then looks agitated and suddenly is washed away by a wave of darkness that cascades upon you. You are floating in it. Dark liquid. How do you feel? I feel like I'm being suffocated. I feel panicked. I start screaming. I try to call forth light. Try to cast something. Try to yell for Lathander to help me. But I don't think he can. No. But for a moment you then feel a little bit of a force and you are... You are back. You are out of this darkness. You look around. You're in Valakai. You're in the town square. It is night. You notice the scaffolds where, before you remember, individuals with those weird little donkey head masks on them. They are no longer present. Instead, a gallows has been built. You look up. You see a large, fat figure hanging from one rope. A donkey mask now on his head. You see next to him a more feminine figure... A mask is on her head as well, as she swings lifelessly from the rope. You see, then, a third figure. She is not wearing a mask, Roman. You know her, of course, your beloved. Next to her, another figure, smiling at you. Your son, they swing from the ropes. What do you do? Maya, Melander, no! No, 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 no. This is... This is not what happened. No, no, this is not what happened. This is not real. This is all a dream and... and No, no. I refuse to accept this. Take me out of here, Markovia. Take me away from here. I don't want to see this. As you turn away, you notice a change has occurred. Your son is gone. He's no longer there. You look and you look to the mansion, the mansion of... The Burgomaster, and you see in the window, your son is there. He's smiling, he he is waving to you, motioning for you to come forwards. As you do this, you suddenly see a shift in scene, and you see many villagers, pitchforks, torches aflame. They are heading towards the mansion. As you're caught up in the crowd, you hear a voice. And yet this voice is not a voice, it is many voices. You hear laughter. Ah, the priest who always runs. Will you save him this time, priest? Look, look. Ah, up there, your son. Will you save him this time, priest? Can you save him this time, priest? Go on. Try, try, try. I will do that. I will not let it happen again. Lathander will not stop me this time. I will kill them all. And... I begin to try to unleash all the light that is stored up within me. It will all burn. It will not touch my son. Not this time. You begin to go into the crowd, beating down whoever stands in your way. Their blood flies from your mace as your holy radiance kills more and more of them. They fall before you, but it's not enough. More are approaching the house. Roman, you... You need to retreat to the house, perhaps? Get a better defense point? Or will you stay in the crowd and just fight? You feel you are losing this battle. I rush towards the house. Perhaps I can defend the door. 
I cannot let them in. No, 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 I cannot. You get to the door and try and barricade it shut and you feel them from outside surrounding the building, shouting to come in. They are shouting, Fiend! Necromancer! Betrayers! But they can't get in right now. You look around and your son is upstairs. Do you go upstairs to try and find him? That must be where he is. Yes, I must be close to him. I will give my life for him this time. This time, it will be me that will die, not not him. Not, not him, he has his whole life to live. As you begin to scale the stairs, you get to a second floor. You don't know where to go next, but then suddenly you do. There was a secret. Y- yes, you, you go towards a bedroom, and you just know that there was a secret way up. You don't know how you know this. You find yourself in an attic, and again, you move forwards. It's almost now as if you are being propelled forwards. A little part of you knows this is still a dream. And finally you're in a room, a room full of arcane objects. A strange circle is in the floor, and you see a man, no, a boy. Your son, in a cloak, he looks, he smiles. Father, you came. Lander, we have to get out of here. They're, they're coming. They're coming to kill you. I won't let it happen again. And I start rushing towards him, trying to, to hug him, trying to take him away from that circle. He simply steps back a little. Yes, father. They did come. They did kill me. It's too late now. You couldn't save me then. You didn't save me this time either, did you? No, oh, I I did. I will. I will. I'm telling you, Alandra, I will. I will. Just point me towards them and I will stop them. I will not let them take you. The voices return. No, priest. You've saved no one, no one. Yes, you've done nothing but bring death. Death! Tell us how many you've saved. Tell us now. We shall listen. Tell us who you've saved in this land so far. Tell us. Tell us. I... I... I don't... I don't care. I... All I care about is my son. All I care about is saving him... I'm bringing him back and, and and about killing you. All of this is you. All of this is your fault. You. 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 And laughter at this. Which of us is you? Which of us is us? Us! Us! This is many voices. Roman. Uh, female. A male. Beast. Angel, they are coming from everywhere. They seem very amused at this concept of you. And they go, we understand, but we understand. No, 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 we, our son, we could bring him back. And then the boy in front of you is no longer your son. He is the boy you, the boy you saw before. Is this the son of the Burgomaster? He no longer seems to see you. He is looking panicked at these people swarming the mansion. And he runs to the circle and does something. And then an explosion. An explosion of light and sound overtakes you. Before it takes you, you see this boy screaming in agony as his body is rent apart by arcane forces. And the entire attic explodes with arcane energy, taking you with it. Yes, I try to hold up my arm to protect myself from the light, and I suppose it just all fades away then. Indeed it does. To darkness. To sleep. 
Roshek. Your sleep is very different. You awake and find yourself in a field. It is a grey field with a grey sky in the background, and yet you are surrounded by open mountainside, open plains. It almost feels familiar. How do you feel? I breathe in the air of being outside and feeling the slightly lighter skies, even though they're grey. I feel a sense of belonging. Indeed. You hear a voice behind you. So much stronger now. Definitely a woman's voice. You think you recognize it. Roshek, you have done so well. You prove me. Make me proud every day. But you realize you are not done. You still need the blade. Do you understand? I uh, turn around to see who it is. You see a silhouette. You can't look directly at it though, it's too bright. And yet you smell a smell you haven't smelt for a while. See a shape to the hair. You know who this is. I squint. You do understand, don't you, my son? You must find the blade, yes, you understand that? But also you must be willing to use it. Will you be able to use it, my... When the time comes? I, uh... I will. Why? What are you doing here? It is difficult. I am helping you. You see her then a blade appear in your hand. A blade of white light, glowing almost with the power of the sun. You turn and find yourself in front of another familiar figure. Your father is standing before you, his great battle axe, raised in challenge. Do you really think, boy, that you have what it takes? You will use the blade, will you? I think not. I think when it matters most, you will hesitate. When the moment comes, you will hesitate, won't you, son? I, uh, hold up the blade and this up in the air towards him, almost like meeting his axe. He raises his own axe in response. I say, I will not, not this time. Those who have it coming for them will get what they deserve. And he leaps forward to attack. What do you do? I, uh, I close my eyes. You do so, and you feel an impact, some force upon you as he has begun to strike. You hear a voice going, This is not the time, boy, to close your eyes. You are in battle. And, uh, I take a step back and I open my eyes, and then I. I will start meeting the blows. Yes. And you, for a moment, parry back and forth with him, filled with strength. You feel you can win this. You disarm him and find him on his back. He falls before you within striking distance. What do you do? I, uh, I raise up the blade and I say, I will become what I have to be and I will become the leader 
I will be. As you say this, and almost feel ready to strike, you see a more clear image of your mother. Stand just before him, just before you and the blade. She looks at you. I believe in you, son. You will not hesitate. Strike! I will, when the time comes. But it's not him that I want to kill. She frowns a little. No, but it is important. Do not fail me. I told you not to hesitate. You already hear the father. See, he hesitates. I always knew and the mother goes, You can do it, Roshek. Strike! Strike now! And I strike. And you strike through her face and through into his body and feel elation. And the dream ends and you are sleeping once more. And you both eventually awaken to see a dim light coming through the windows as a new dawn comes. And yet, Roman, you cannot help but feel very distant now. Your dream is fresh in your mind. I wake up and the memories from the dream continue haunting me. What did I see? What did I see? Valakai. Is that what we did? Or what is real? I don't know. Roshek, on the other hand, you feel confident. You feel certain. You didn't hesitate. You struck when you needed to. Yes. At the same time, it is a strange conflict between what happened with the Vistani, how I was supposed to spare those who couldn't fight for themselves, but after having disarmed him, I would still strike without hesitance. I flex my fingers and I try to remember the feeling of holding the blade in my hand. Mm. Yes. Yes. I won't hesitate. When it really matters. Esmeralda notices you both awaken. Picks up a pack. Uh, Van der Richten hasn't returned. I suppose there's nothing for it, then. Come. Let us go to Argon's vault. You have listened to an episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where we play the campaign Curse of Strahd for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Curse of Strahd was designed by Christopher Perkins and based on the adventure Ravenloft, written by Tracy and Laura Hickman in 1983. Dungeons and Dragons is published by Wizards of the Coast. The music is created by Metatron Omega, Flowers for Body Snatchers and Word Clock and is used with permission from their label Cryochamber. Visit cryochamber.bandcamp.com or their YouTube channel for more tasty dark ambient. A new episode of Red Moon Roleplaying is released every Friday. 
please like our Facebook page and give us feedback, comments and input there. You can also visit us at redmoonroleplaying.com. Finally, a huge thank you to our growing base of supporters. You are truly amazing and inspire us so much to keep going with the show. If you haven't yet found us on Patreon, please have a look at the links in the description and see if you want to show your appreciation and encourage our work with the show there. While the show will always be free of charge to our listeners, Patreon supporters have access to extra material such as our bonus Q&A podcast, Ask for the Moon, where we discuss all topics and questions our Patreons have for us. You can even get access to the full-length, raw and unedited versions of our gaming sessions way before they are released as finished episodes. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to meeting again next week.